Hey everybody, Pete Warner here at Disney's Grand Californian Resort and Spa in Southern California, the Disneyland Resort, to do our latest best and worst, but this time it's going to be of Disneyland. Joined by our West Coast producer, Tyler Grouch. Hey everyone, how you doing? Our new uh, Disneyland editor, Katrina Manzoni. Hi there. And our uh, contributing editor for the Walt Disney World side, Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And uh, we thought we'd do something a little different since we're out here in Disneyland. And uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the seven things Disneyland does better than Walt Disney World. Yeah. And uh, it was not hard <laughs> to come up with this list. So let's get right into it. Um, first on the list for me, um, absolutely, are the cast members out here. Um, the cast members in Disneyland are just. I mean, real, I mean, I'm not going to say we haven't run into one or two off-cast members, but the level of service in the parks, in the resorts, at Downtown Disney has been nothing short of phenomenal, and it always is. And I've always said it's because you rely a lot less on the college program than, than we do. Right. That's true. Um, so you've got more full-time cast members, plus, you know, a lot of these cast members... It's such a different atmosphere here in Southern California. Um, this was the original park. It's been a part of the culture here since 1955. Uh, the locals have a real sense of ownership in this park, unlike in Walt Disney World. And so it's kind of, I, I think, you know, working here, it's their park. There's a lot of legacy cast members, too. Like, there's so many people that have just been here for, like, 60 years even, you know, 50 years. Like, it's... I think the last one, though, the guy that was just staying here, what was it? He was here for 62 years. Oscar just left recently. Right. So, I mean, they're here forever. I also think in, in Orlando, between all four theme parks at World, SeaWorld, the two Universal parks, you know, all the, it's like the theme park capital of the world in Orlando. And so there is so much of the talent is spread out. Here, yes, there is, there's knots and there is Universal, but I feel like if you're a Disney person and you want to work for a Disney park, four parks and all the hotels that Walt Disney World has, it really spreads out that talent, I think, a little bit more than it landed. It's really the, the cream of the crop they can hire here. Yeah. Um, and so that helps, too. Yeah. Great. Um, second thing on our list uh, was the quick service restaurants. Um, the quick service food here, when I say it's better than Walt Disney World, that's underselling it. It is just on a whole other. It's just on a whole other plane. And you know, we were over at the Galactic Grill in Disneyland Park a couple days ago. Steve got a cheeseburger, and he just like with this sense of utter frustration was like, "Why can't Disney World make a cheeseburger?" Yeah. So really you know, Galactic Grill here would be the equivalent of. Cosmic Rays. Cosmic Rays and Tomorrowland and Magic There's no competition. And there's just no competition. The best thing that uh, Sunny or, or uh, Cosmic Rays has going forward is Sunny Eclipse, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the food of So, you know, I don't understand. And this is, you know, we were over the Flo's V8 Cafe and Cars Land, a California adventure. Um, that roast beef and cheddar sandwich, it, like, it's incredible. The food is amazing. Yeah. The food's it's amazing. Just, it, it can, yeah, it's really, it, it's frustrating, like you were saying. It, you walk into these places that have clear counterparts in, on both coasts, and it's just like, 
how can you not do this? How, how, like, I understand they're both mass produced. I understand Disneyland is probably producing less per day. I know Cosmic Rays is the busiest uh, quick service location, I think, in North America. Um, but it's, to me, there's still just no excuse. Yeah, um, there isn't. And, and the other thing, real quick, is that Disneyland does a lot of, um, like, limited time menus. So it'll be like, oh, during Halloween, now they have a Dia de los Muertos menu over here. And now during Christmas, they have a menu uh, that celebrates, you know, that they have tamales over here. That, and normally they do Mediterranean food, so they'll change the entire menu just for, just for a short amount of time. And it, it makes it exciting, so. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, moving over to attractions, um, there were uh, there were some attractions that definitely uh, we feel are better out here. Um, first and foremost, of yeah. course, would be um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pirates is an entirely different world. There, you know, we have. I mean, the elements that are in ours are also here, but they have so much more. There's a whole, the whole beginning of the ride, the whole first two, three minutes of the ride are just completely different. It's mm-hmm. something we don't have. I think um, much of that comes from the fact that our Pirates was an afterthought. It was not originally supposed to be in our Magic Kingdom at all. Um, it was only because when it wasn't built, uh, guests were saying, well, where's Pirates? Where's Pirates? Uh, there, were, there was supposed to be a Western River expedition, which is kind of the uh, precursor to Thunder Mountain. Um, but it was supposed to be animatronic cowboys and uh, Native Americans, and that project got shut down, and Mark Davis was then put on to, hey, you just need to create another Pirates. And I think because of that, it went from being, uh, an uh, you know, he's creating that from his heart when he created it here, and when he created it in World, I think he almost, not to say that he created it out of spite, but I'm sure it was, he created this whole brilliant project with the Western River Expedition, and then it was like, oh, well, I guess I just have to pull out the blueprints from the other one, and I'll cut some things out so that because clearly they to want to low it work. Yeah, because clearly they want a low budget because they don't want to do my project. So whatever, I'll just make this, and yeah. that I, I, that makes our pirate sound bad. It's a still a great attraction and world, but it's just not. There's no comparison yeah. with land. That's true. I would say the one thing that you guys have going for it is, which is kind of. Eh, whatever is the smells you guys got the smells we don't have smells and uh, the new costumes uh, like uh, he has Barbosa has like the Commodore outfit you know but other Those than that minor minor details minor minor details don't, don't you know, impact yeah. the difference no 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 I'm, I'm I 100% agree <laughs> that the Disneyland one blows it out of the water I, I mean. do love it it's longer like our Disneyland oh, it's or much like our longer. Pirates is way longer There's than the one in two Florida. or three drops here right two two, two drops, drops. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah right in the beginning and then if you want to count the one at the end like the very end it's like a very little <laughs> <one>. <laughs> it's a little baby drop now Katrina what do you think um, attraction wise what do you think Disneyland does better over Walt Disney we just talked about Pirates but Oh my gosh. Um, Space Mountain um, is a lot better. I like how the Space Mountain does. Um, well, they had Hyperspace Mountain, and then they can switch it and over for Halloween. Hyper- what was that? It was uh, Star Wars. So they did a Star Wars one where you go and you fight. What was? What were you fighting? I don't, I don't even remember. I was like lost. You were lost. just trying to blow up a Star, yeah, a star Destroyer. Yeah, a Star Destroyer. So you yeah. have the music going, and it was just like, and, and I love John Williams. they're doing these projections to yeah. the yeah. Line, the Yeah, laser storm past and your you're head. just like, whew, whew. You have the music in your head. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The it's like you're actually really up there fighting. 
Um, so that, I thought that was really neat. And then they have the um, Halloween version. Ghost Galaxy. Uh, Ghost Galaxy. Um, I'm not a fan of Ghost Galaxy because it's just too bright in there for me. But um, but I think I like how they switch it over a lot <laughs> in Disneyland. Yeah. So it's also that it's much smoother of a track. That's uh, true. Like I, I agree I, with that. Yeah, it's, it's I like our Space track. Mountain, but it's. It's not as bad as how much the Matterhorn shake you, shakes you up in Disneyland, but it does. I can get off Space Mountain in our Tomorrowland and be like, ooh, my back hurts. Where here, it kind of just glides, and it's it's so much nicer. Yeah. And yours is just like one seat, right? And then, yeah, and it's then a ours row. is two seats. Yeah, I prefer the, the two seats next to each other. So, The other thing that I appreciate out here, especially after watching the new version of it, which we can talk about what we disagree on with this, but um, one thing Disneyland definitely, definitely does better than Walt Disney World is Fantasmic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, our Fantasmic is terrible. It's terrible. Well, I, I will it's say, terrible. if you've never seen Disneyland, and you good. go to... Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. once you see Disneyland's Fantasmic, it ruins like, you. Oh, yeah. It ruins you. It's done on, as opposed to like the big amphitheater that we do it in. Uh, here they do it on the Rivers of America. And it's a whole different experience. Now, they made some changes to it recently that Disneyland fans were not happy with. There was one scene where the pirate ship comes by, and it was Peter Pan and Captain Hook in a sword fight. And they've replaced that now with, with Pirates of the Caribbean, which, i got to be honest, I thought was absolutely amazing. Tyler, you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally think that... In the majority of Fantasmic is improved, but the Pirates of the Caribbean segment for me is I don't like, I don't just don't like what's happening as much. The story to me is not as interesting. Uh, the blocking isn't as good, so it's harder to, for me, it's harder to tell what's actually happening. Uh, and it goes even down to the costuming. When you you see this big, bright green guy, guy, you're like, that's Peter Pan. And you see a big, bright red guy, you're like, that is Captain Hook. There's no question in my mind what's happening yeah. right there. But um, I do miss it, Peter Pan. Though. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. But I found I found that piece with the I found it mesmerizing. The, yeah, the I, way the ship was de designed and, and just the whole thing. I, you know, uh, Steve's wife Michaela's out here with us, and you know, her and I both said like it was like my jaw dropped. I thought yeah. it was phenomenal. Did I they change the female role, um, the costuming? Because I remember like when we first watched it, it was like Bo Peep just like bouncing yeah. up and down yeah. with like a pink dress on, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, so I what? Don't, so it's I did worth not like it's, it. yeah, it's worth noting that they've actually they've gotten so much negative feedback on the first iteration of the pirate scene that they have redone it now. And okay, yeah, I hadn't seen. I'll have to rewatch it. Um, and she used to be the woman on the boat who I think is nameless. I don't even know if she has a character name, yeah. but. She used to be screaming for help and just yelling the entire time and cackling. And she was actually not only a damsel in distress, but she was actually very annoying. <laughs> and uh, and so they've they've changed. They've her empowered role. her more. They've empowered her more. They've yeah. changed her role. They've made her more of a counter. Like she's more like uh, a sidekick. She's sidekick, but it's kind of you know it's like how like everybody is. it's like how everybody is with yeah. Jack, where it's like we're friends, but we're not friends, you know. Like that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> so, but but again, I think overall the show is great. I like most of the improvements, the the projections they do, the some of the lighting, and they, they if you think about it, they have very little to work with in in terms of the water and everything, and they do such a great job. And yeah. it's just so much more quaint than. Uh, yeah. Walt Disney World, yeah. and, and well, I think that's what does it. You know? I think I think that quaintness 
is what makes it so great is because you're almost on top of that show where the amphitheater is you know those chairs very are much removed yeah, yeah yeah you're very removed and it you know when you're waiting for the show that's actually kind of a nice thing because you're on a comfortable bench rather than sitting the floor you kind of are just told to sit on the floor um which is a little uncomfortable, but yeah. the, that ends up being a good, good thing because you're really just right on top of that show. Yeah. All right. Well, sixth on our list uh, was another attraction, um, and uh, that's Small World. Um, what, Steve, why do you think Small World here is better? Um, I mean, it's the, there's the history behind it, for one. This is uh, this the, is the one that was at the 1964 World. Yes, World's this Fair. is the Small World that was at. Yes, that and, if you haven't heard the story, because I tell it all the time, I was actually on that attraction. I was in utero, but my mother was <laughs> pregnant with me at the 1964 World's Fair, riding Small World. So whenever I'm in the park with my mom, we always have to have to ride Small World. And so, and that 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 legacy and history that you know, this is Mary Blair's project. Um, it, ours is kind of just a carbon copy with some, there are some big changes um, that, you know, really just don't, it, it kind of loses its heart a little bit to me. It's still a great, again, it's, it's still a great attraction, Walt Disney World, but it does lose a little bit of that heart that it's just not the original. But I also love the fact that they do a holiday overlay for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, on, that it was absolutely amazing. We're here recording this in mid-January and... Uh, they still have it, still had it up. Just um, the grandness of how beautiful outside is at night when it's all lit up oh, for it's Christmas. Incredible. It just, I love it. I incredible. love the holidays. Yeah. They, and it just, speaking of that too, I mean, the whole facade is just better. It's than so Disney much nicer on the outside. Yeah, yeah. you're talking about an interior. Picture. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about an interior kind of. Again, it feels like they had to kind of fit it in. They were like, oh, we have a checklist of things that need to go in Fantasyland for Disney World, and this is where we're going to put, uh, you know, Small World, but. It is a big, grand facade that is. It, it represents, you know, countries from all around the world, and and it's it's actually yeah. and then, again during and Christmas, clock, like you said, when the times like when like the every what every fifteen, every 15 minutes, minutes, you know, like every it's like just like another show, and it's just so beautiful, and you just walk up and just see it. Um, and then I think in Florida, I just. I, sometimes I just forget that it's there. I like walk by and I look at Peter Pan and I'm like, oh my gosh, look, it's Peter Pan. And then I kind of forget that it's like over there because it's like hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that, I think, is because it rains so much in Florida that they wanted to create a queue that would be covered. You're um, right, you're right. But you also really can't have a boat ride <laughs> like that in open air in Florida because we are the ground strike capital of the world. Right. And we are constantly getting thunderstorms. They would have to shut that ride oh, down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time there was a, a thunderstorm system within 20 miles, which means between April and October, the ride would be open for about 20 minutes. Right. So, um, Yikes. You know, but the fact that they do have that outdoor piece here just adds charm to it. It's just I I, I do find it uh, I do find it a, a, a better attraction. Um, but seventh on our list um, is uh, something they recently started doing out here. Now uh, they still use. Legacy Fast Pass. Paper Fast Pass. Uh, paper Fast Passes, like we used to have. But they just added something new called Max Pass. And that is for $10 a day, uh, you can book Fast Passes from uh, the Disneyland app on your smartphone. And uh, there's no 60 day, you know, booking 60 days out or anything like that. You, it's all the same day, it's the same for everybody. Um, 
and we were able to get all the major attractions for $10 a person, yeah. it was absolutely worth it. And there's no limit to the number you can get. As soon as one expires, you can get the next one. Yeah, you one. just can't redo the same ride. You, you can't just can't the get it fast past the same ride. Yeah. It was so easy to use. It was ridiculous. The nice, I the really it. nice thing about it too is that you can sometimes, a lot of times you can find a time that's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes away from what time it is right now. We just now. did um, Toy Story Mania. We were able to get a, a fast pass within 10 minutes. The line was 15 minutes long in standby. We were able to get um, a fast pass within 10 minutes of when we were booking it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the ride went down. And then the fast pass becomes available for anything. And so we walked on Radiator Springs Racer. Racers, which had a hundred-minute wait at the time, um, and it just worked seamlessly, and it was none of this stressful. I've got a time out when I book my fast passes two months ahead of time. None of that. Now I realize it's a little different for them out here than it is for us, but especially in a world where now they're charging. You can, if you're staying concierge, you can spend fifty dollars a day to get three extra fast passes. For ten dollars a day, you get all the fast passes you want in the course of a day, basically. Yeah, yeah. you have to be smart about it. You just have to like know what, like, just to get the soonest fast pass, because then you can just totally like. I feel like if you just get this, like the like the quick ones, like you just get a fast pass, quickly go on another ride that has a low time, use that fast pass, quickly get another one, and then you just keep doing it that way. I feel like you would you can like utilize that max pass. I I also think that max pass is great for first like people that have never been on a Disney vacation before. It's so much easier to plan a Disneyland vacation because of max pass than it is to have all the concerns that you're going to have with my Disney experience because not that it's rocket science, but my Disney experience does take a little bit more of an understanding and trial and error. As it's also down a lot. Yeah. We haven't had that experience. With the app failing or, you know, any errors coming up. We've been using it for a week now, every single day for a week. And it's just worked. And it worked perfectly every time. No trouble. Yeah. So, I think of course, the extraordinarily loud family is to be done. We're actually up on the sixth floor right outside the concierge lounge uh, of the resort. So, if you're here and you're in the Red California, so you hear the piano player uh, down in the lobby, it's really kind of there's no inside voice for this. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's our list of the seven things. Uh, we could probably. Can I give you one honorable mention, though? Sure. Big Thunder Mountain, I think, is a is something that I is haven't done it out here. So okay. Yeah, our no, ending is. Yeah, but I think there's projections in the in the uh, there's like the the lift hill where there's projections going on around you, explosions popping off. You're yeah. like, whoa, you know. So it's really. It's really cool, and also the track was done fairly recently. So, so. Nice anyway, I wanted to give so it a little bit. So that's eight. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Those there you go. There you go. Like I said, we could keep going and going. But, yeah. Uh, that we feel Disneyland does better than Walt Disney World, and this episode will actually mark the introduction of Tyler and Katrina um, doing the best and worst of Disneyland shows uh, moving forward. So you can expect to see those shows coming out on a weekly basis. And every so often, Steve, Rhino, Greg, or I might pop up in, in one of them. So, sounds I good. Love it. Yeah. There you have it. That's our uh, eight things. Disneyland does better.
then Walt Disney World. That'll do it for this episode, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks for being with us.